Hey y'all. So when it comes to bodies, weight loss is not really something that I'm pursuing right now. But as you know, one of Vanessa's family members has been taking a GLP-1 medication and it's worked really well for him. So if that is part of your journey, you should check out the Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Roe's partner handles all the insurance paperwork to help get the medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. Go to ro.co slash infamous. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash infamous. Campsite Media. Just a quick warning, this episode contains discussions of weight loss and may not be appropriate for listeners with a history of disordered eating. Also, the participants in this episode are not medical professionals. Please consult a medical professional before adopting any of the ideas discussed. In the last few months, one drug has been on everyone's lips and some people's hips. Ozempic. It's a life-changing diabetes treatment that has been shown to have incredibly positive results on blood sugar levels and weight loss for diabetics. But Ozempic has also been adopted by another category of people altogether, celebrities. Now, these stars almost certainly aren't diabetics, and most of them are already thin. But in a society and entertainment industry that is obsessed with thinness, they are eternally trying to lose just a few extra pounds. And who can blame them? Their bodies are subject to an insane amount of scrutiny, from Instagram comments and unflattering paparazzi pictures to utterly savage tabloid headlines. If a female celebrity sports even the slightest of tummies, she's accused of being pregnant. But celebrities also set, or at least reinforce, the beauty standards we compare ourselves to. Ones that can make even the smartest and most beautiful of us feel like they're not enough. And this dichotomy is what we're talking about today. Ozempic, our personal experiences with the drug, and the ever-clickable phenomenon of celebrity weight loss. Ozempic. 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 Yeah, I lost weight. I did it um, hormonally. Hormonally? Yeah, it was... Not ozempically. My weight loss was one trillion percent unintentional. So it just happened because I'm a single mom and I chase a toddler all day and I work a lot. I don't know. I would say nay because I always feel like when something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. From Sony Music Entertainment and Campside Media, this is Infamous. I'm Natalie Robomed. And I'm Vanessa Grigoriadis. And today we're going to be talking about this drug I'm sure you've been hearing about, Ozempic, or a similar substance by the name of Wigovi. They both have the active ingredient semaglutide. It was originally developed as a type 2 diabetes drug, but it had the convenient side effect of appetite 
and weight loss. <laughs> Very convenient. Uh, so to be clear, there's not a scandal about Ozempic happening right now, per se, but there are a lot of opinions. Yeah, absolutely. And while I want to be clear that what you just heard was speculative fiction, none of it was real, Ozempic has already had some very real consequences on our world so far. Yes, Natalie, tell me about the real world consequences of this drug. <laughs> yeah. So in this real current present day world, Novo Nordisk's market cap now exceeds the size of the Danish economy. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Novo Nordisk is now the most valuable public company in Europe. Whoa. It's worth more than even luxury goods maker LVMH. Oh, my God. You mean like Louis Vuitton, Sephora, that big conglomerate? Exactly. So I always wonder when I hear about this, like, how does this thing actually work? So basically, it works by mimicking a naturally occurring hormone that tells you you're full. Ah, OK. But, you know, I mean, what's really weird to me and what we're going to get into today is that using Ozempic for weight loss is based on the premise that being fat is unhealthy and that fatness leads to heart disease and diabetes. Which it does. Well, there's a lot of new studies coming out complicating that assumption or at least suggesting that there might be more correlation than causation. Really? Because I have always heard, you know, you want to take the pressure off your heart, right? Like the idea that, you know, if you're skinnier, then your entire body works better. I would point people to the work of Aubrey Gordon, who co-hosts a podcast called Maintenance Phase, which is like all about the various myths in health and wellness. Oh, right. Yeah, I've heard that show. Yeah, she's done a lot of work debunking a lot of this stuff. And obviously, I'm not a doctor, but as far as I understand it, for all of these measures, they go back to the BMI. Your body mass index? Index, yeah. Yes. So the BMI is actually a pretty problematic measure of health to begin with. I mean, the BMI does seem kind of stupid. Yeah. And I think the truth is that there's a lot of things we still don't know and don't understand. Like China and India have the highest rates of diabetes in the world, but aren't anywhere near the fattest. OK, I see. So, all right, let's let's get into it. We've got a special guest today to talk about Ozempic and specifically its implications for culture and celebrity. And to be clear, in the following conversation, we don't know for sure who has taken Ozempic and who has not. This is all conjecture, but it is very, very interesting. So, Joe, I would love if you could introduce yourself. Yeah. So I am Joe Piazza. I'm an author, a journalist, and the host of the, po of the podcast Under the Influence. And I've been reporting on influencer and celebrity culture combined for about three years, but I was also a celebrity reporter for a really long time. Woot woot. <laughs> yeah, that must have been very fun. I feel like we all have that in common a little bit. <laughs> it's the best way to become a reporter, though. The you know? best exactly. way to become a reporter. Like, really the only way. Like, I could report on anything after what I've reported on. <laughs> and the people yeah. you've dealt with, no yeah. doubt. Have no shame. You're just, like, walking up to massive <laughs> stars, breaking into their conversations, putting in requests, being like... Did she do this thing at a nightclub? And the publicist is like, I am sending somebody to kill you at your house. And you're like, I'm sorry, this is my job. This is really serious. But then they text you back like 10 minutes later. They're like, yes, but kill this other story because oh my it's God. all bullshit and smoke and mirrors. <laughs> 
<laughs> but also it's all smoke and mirrors just like ozempic just like people's weight loss now i oh can't go God. to a supermarket without looking in the checkout aisle rebel wilson how she has so much willpower and lost 80 pounds and you're just like what is going on what is this simulation i'm in well, and that simulation is that clearly willpower is a code word for Ozempic. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> How she had so much Ozempic yeah. that she lost 80 pounds. <laughs> when did you start noticing this? You know, it's been about the past year that it's become really apparent. And mm -hmm. it's so interesting to me because, like I said, I have been reporting on celebrities for so long. And anyone that's been in the business knows that celebrity weight loss headlines sold. They just, they, they clicked, they sold mm -hmm. magazines and people are obsessed with weight loss stories. Mm -hmm. And it's, it always centers on willpower and hard work. And if, if you're anyone that knows anything about the industry or have talked to a celebrity when they've had four vodka tonics, you know that it is <laughs> all drugs and liposuction and <laughs> starving themselves. But mm -hmm. in the past year, we've seen drastic, crazy celebrity weight loss from people who had never been in that rubric before. There's always the celebrities that are like going up and down, but people that you had never expected to drop 80 pounds all of a sudden were a size two. Like who? Run through some of these. I mean, Rebel Wilson is one of the one of the big ones. Mindy Kaling became an entirely new human being. She looks yes, amazing. And I don't. I, she looks and, amazing. And again, I don't know how she does it. And I'm not criticizing anyone for anything they want to do, but her transformation was was drastic. As was Jessica Simpson's. And the interesting yes. thing about all these women to me is that we're all close-ish to the same age. You know, mm -hmm. I'm 40. God, my God, I'm turning 43 next week. But within the range of late 30s, early 40s, and I know how hard it is to lose three pounds as a 30-ish, 40-ish woman. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's just remarkable. And it makes you think there's absolutely something else going on. And then the stories about Ozempic start popping up. So when did you first start hearing about Ozempic in your own life at all? In my, so Ozempic, did you? I did. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> so the celebrity rumblings about Ozempic have been about a year, but then Ozempic trickling down into my real life has been about the past six months. I would say beginning of summer, spring last year, 2023, mm -hmm when people were just coming out of the winter and thinking about putting on bathing suits again and finally looking at themselves in the mirror, I started hearing about friends who were getting prescriptions for Ozempic basically by tricking some internet bot or begging right. their friend that was a doctor. <laughs> and we all know, like there's like three moms at school who've been doing it secretly for six months and they all look like, oh the, my God. They all look like the crypt keeper now. They all have Ozempic <laughs> face. Wait, let's talk really quickly about what Ozempic face is, <laughs> just in case people haven't heard that term. What is Ozempic face? What is that? Ozempic face is a real thing where when you lose so much weight so fast, and especially when you're a certain age and your your face doesn't necessarily have all the collagen and stuff in it anymore, mm -hmm. you get gaunt looking, almost like a skeleton, like the Crypt Keeper or like Mick Jagger. <laughs> 
but your body looks rocking. So your body looks rocking. Your body because your body right. your body can handle it. But our face, I just our, the skin the, with the elasticity can't take it. And as women age, you typically look better if you have some extra pounds and your face is full because your face is your face and your hands are what show your age. Right. I mean, Catherine Deneuve famously once said, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, she said like something along the lines of a woman of a certain age has to choose between her face or her ass. Mm -hmm. But I never really understood what that meant. But I think it means like you can go running all the time and your butt will look really good, but your face will look terrible because you'll be well basically you need fat in your face yeah right to get it to keep it looking plump and youthful like think Mm -hmm. about how babies cheeks look and then we naturally lose that over time but hey guess what thanks to the joys of modern medicine or modern plastic surgery you can just get fillers now to counter which is what the people who are on ozempic are doing so okay let's go back to the to the moms at school who've been secretly using it so it started popping up in your own real life right which is amazing i say because I'm in Philadelphia it's not like I'm in LA or New York where the normal the quote-unquote normies are doing what the celebrities are doing this has already trickled down to a city like Philly so Mm -hmm. it's a thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's absolutely a thing so I am in LA so I definitely think that I probably heard about it maybe a little bit earlier just because of the nature of this kind of image obsessed city but my facialist I think was the first person to talk to me specifically about where to get it and how much it cost which the cost runs I think if you're not being prescribed it it's and not being covered by insurance it's you know 900 to a thousand dollars a month oh my god but obviously the the types of people who are getting weekly facials like some of his very very wealthy clients are they can afford that (laughs) even though it seems absolutely crazy and by the way I do want to add like Ozempic is not approved for weight loss. Like it's only approved for type two diabetes. I mean, Wagovi is another one of these types of medications, semaglutides, and they are, that is approved for weight loss, but people are just using it in a way that it's not technically approved for. And I do want to add that. Yeah, I I think it's worth noting, right? And just to be doubly clear, we don't know if any of the celebrities we're talking about, from Rebel Wilson to Mindy Kaling or the Kardashians, have taken Ozempic. This is all just speculation. Jessica Simpson, meanwhile, has explicitly denied using Ozempic. So keep all that in mind. I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash infamous. That's rocketmoney.com slash infamous. Rocketmoney.com slash infamous. Anybody who has a sibling knows that sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope, on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince Harry and Prince William. They'd been each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wandry's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William vs. Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or was it something that began much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Infamous from Campside Media. So obviously Ozempic is is all around me. I'm not personally using it. Nobody in my house is. But Vanessa, I think you have a much more personal experience with it than I do. Yeah, I definitely have some like up close and personal experience. So first of all, I would love to lose 20 pounds like right now. I'm the same weight that I was when I was pregnant with my last kid, which I find that to be sort of insulting because I'm like, I work out and I try to eat sort of right. And I have to eat Doritos sometimes and things like that. I'm not one of those really regimented clean eaters. In any case, the real issue became my husband, who's 225 pounds and 5'9". Right. And he tried everything. I mean, not that hard. Right. Mm -hmm. But he did try things. He tried eating less. He tried like, I mean, I don't know if he's always like, I'm a contractor, so I work out. You know what I mean? That's sort of his excuse for not going running. But he tried. He definitely tried. He definitely went through Mm -hmm. times where he really tried to lose weight and just could not move any of this weight. And so once we started hearing about Ozempic, because I started hearing about it in my little groups of friends also, and he was like, okay, well, like, give me the Ozempic. Let's give it a shot. So he wanted me to buy him for Christmas Ozempic. So I went on one of these like telehealth <laughs> sites. Oh my God. This, is, this, is, this is love. This is real love. <laughs> this, this is the new Christmas present. Yes. Like I got you like a <laughs> syringe of uh, diabetes medication. So Buck I got Alexis. him the Ozempic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so romantic. I got him the Ozempic. He shot it in his leg. And he has, to date, he has lost 50 pounds. He just sent me a picture of, seriously, 176 on the the scale. And he feels so good. And everybody is so much nicer to him, obviously. (laughs) He goes to a party. People are like, oh, my God, Craig, you look amazing. Isn't that so depressing? But... I tried it once because I figured this is in my house. I should probably give this a shot. Ha ha, pun not intended. So (laughs) he shot it in my leg. And for a week, I was so grumpy. I was one of those people who 
almost had like I needed almost an IV when I was pregnant Mm, right I was so sick I would have to pull my car over to the side of the road and throw up out the window because whatever you just have to throw up too much and you have some place to go so you just that's the only thing you can do I felt so nauseous because that's one of the side effects of these drugs so I was like constantly nauseous couldn't eat anything because if I ate something it would make me feel nauseous but the real side effect I had is if I ate something it would fill my entire mouth my taste buds with the taste of like a thousand cigarettes waking up the morning after being in a nightclub drowsed in smoke and I was just like this is not acceptable there is something worse than being overweight Mm -hmm. yeah it's being Mm -hmm. nauseous all the time so that's my Ozempic story but I have to say, like, it's really worked for him. And I've been asking, like, when are you going to stop doing this? And he's like, maybe never. But it seems for health reasons, he should. Right? Right. Well, first off, that's amazing. Because I, too. It's an inspirational story. It really is. (laughs) I, 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 too, would love to lose the same 20 pounds that I had while I had a baby in my actual body. And nothing (laughs) seems to work. But. I am also prone to nausea and I know exactly what that waking up with a thousand cigarettes in your mouth feels like because I was a gossip columnist in my twenties and that was my life. So (laughs) I don't know if I could tolerate that, but for for the people that can tolerate, I say good for them. That's the thing. I'm like, losing weight is hard. However you do it, you should just be open, honest about it. Like why is one way of losing weight better or worse than another way of losing weight. Like, why are you a more virtuous or a quote-unquote good person because you work out or don't eat Doritos? Right. You wrote about this, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. why do you think celebrities are so insistent that they're not using it? (laughs) You know, celebrities love virtue signaling in almost all aspects of their Mm -hmm. life. I mean, they're just desperate to seem... Like they're, I wouldn't say better, but maybe I would say better. Like they're just desperate to seem good for their brand too. And they, a lot of celebrities don't want to seem like they are taking shortcuts or the easy way out or using an off-brand drug to lose weight when they're trying to seek family-friendly endorsements or movie roles, or get book deals. And so there is a business reason for this virtue signaling, but also it's because celebrities just innately want people to like them. And so they Mm -hmm. think that by saying, I work so hard, this is willpower, and the fact that I'm a good person, people will like them more, and they're desperate to be liked. Well, and I think there's two other things going on there as well, where one, it's an incredibly American and puritanical thing to be like, this is all hard work. Yeah. <laughs> and you too could achieve this if you just worked hard, you mm-hmm. know, that's incredibly, incredibly American. And two, the the other thing is that really what they're disguising when they say that it's all hard work and not this drug is they're disguising their money and, and the privilege behind it, that, that they can afford to spend 
a thousand dollars a month on top of all the other stuff they're spending to to look the way that they look they're trying to obfuscate the class difference between them and other people let's be clear though my husband got this from a compounding pharmacy in staten island that only charged him like 150 bucks a month so i think like with some elbow grease you can figure it out for less than that <laughs> do you think chloe kardashian is doing elbow grease sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, let's talk about that offline, okay? So just let yeah. me know the name of that compounding pharmacy. Yeah. Offline. We'll, yeah. we'll get you a, a paper bag to uh, take it out of there. But don't, I mean, it just, I think it's so annoying. I really do. I find it to be very annoying because these people are already so holier than thou and yes. holding themselves up to be idols. So I don't know, Joe. I don't know if you can really just say like, good on you, lie to the public. Well, here's the thing. It is bullshit. And it's it's a really crappy thing to do to your fans to pretend that you've accomplished this, not because when you're rich. So even if you're not using drugs, you have a personal trainer who can show up at your house on demand. You have a personal chef who will cook you whatever weird fad diet helps you lose five pounds, right? Which it changes. Right all the time. You could have a doctor doing constant glucose monitoring for you. So it's easier to lose weight when you are a rich person. That is hands down a fact. So anyone that is saying, I did this by willpower, or it's because I just, I just walk all the time. And I'm just like, <laughs> like I'm a really healthy eater. And I'm moving, I move around a lot, especially because I'm chasing my toddler, you know, I'm a good mom. They're just mm -hmm. rubbing it in all of our faces that they make such an outsized amount of money that we should actually all be rising up against them. Like I firmly believe <laughs> that there is no reason that we should live in any society where a celebrity is paid $10 million for a movie. Like it just, it just, it is absurd to me and disgusting in every way. And when celebrities do this virtue signaling, it rubs in our faces just how different they are than the average person. So has anyone been open about being on it? Yeah, there have been a few celebrities who've been open. Amy Schumer is is my favorite. And she had a story very similar to yours, Vanessa, where oh, really? she said, yeah, she's like, oh, of course, I, I tried it. She said she tried one of the drugs. I don't know if it was a Zempic or Wagovi, but she said, I felt like shit when I tried it. And she said it's bullshit that she said she was like even too sick to play with her son. And she says it's bullshit that other stars are lying about it. She's like, mm -hmm. just can you just mm -hmm. be honest about how you're doing it? Every everything that we're saying right now, she said. Yeah. And now everybody lying. Everyone's like a smaller portion. Like <laughs> shut the. <laughs> f right. right. You're on Ozempics. When I got lipo, I was like, I got lipo. Right. Okay. Right. The yeah. I also think it's really interesting. A couple of Real Housewives have been open about being on it. They've got nothing to lose, though. It, that's exactly, exactly what I was going to exactly. say. Like, they don't have a veneer <laughs> to lose. Like, we already think of them mm -mm. as somewhat déclassé. But what about, like, Kim Kardashian? Don't you feel like she should say it? I thought her whole brand is, like, authenticity. No, but think about the butt implants slash, you know, that whole x-ray. She never admitted those butt, butt implants. No, 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 no. I mean, the she BBL. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Right. Like, there's always smoke and mirrors. And she, she does admit to some things, but not to other things. So. Yeah. She cherry picks what she wants to admit to. Exactly. I mean, like, yeah. so, so many different times I had reported on plastic surgeries we or procedures we knew that she had because I had the same goddamn dermatologist and he had a wait really big mouth but <laughs> wait tell me more 
she would you just... had the same dermatologist as Kim Kardashian. We did. And you know what? I looked. I looked amazing. Okay. I looked. I looked really, <laughs> really great. But yeah, no. She she cherry picks what she wants to share with people. The Real Housewives. They're among the class of celebrities. The ones that will admit that they're using Ozempic are the same celebrities who admit they have plastic surgery, right? Mm-hmm. The ones whose brand is actually built on doing those things. The ones who can make more headlines and who need the headlines, who aren't reality stars. So they have to do something to get attention. So it behooves them mm-hmm. to admit mm-hmm. that they've done this. I mean, Tracy Morgan admitted the other day that he was using Ozempic. Did Elon Musk? Admit it? Yes. Elon yes. Musk did. Yes, he did. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes. But he's a guy. That's a little bit. Both of them are guys. I mean, that's a little different, right? I, think, like for it, I women, think it is different. You're supposed to just come out of the womb like a supermodel, right? For yeah. guys, you can say like, okay, fine. I cut this corner. What's a big deal? What I think is funny is that when you Google celebrities who admit to using Ozempic, it's a lot of people I don't even know who they are. <laughs> yeah, They're like, Caroline Caroline Manzo's daughter, Lauren Manzo. I don't even know who Caroline Manzo is. <laughs> much, much less Lauren. Who is Lauren? <laughs> Wait, so you've not seen any of your little influencers so that you track talking about Ozempic or these weight loss drugs, have you? I have I haven't seen any of the influencers that I follow talking about Ozempic and weight loss drugs. But to be honest, I'm mostly following mom influencers or beauty influencers. I have seen influencers talking about Ozempic. I mean, there is much like the celebrity subset. There's a subset of influencers who do nothing but talk about plastic surgery and beauty treatments and who are trying to get free prescriptions or free treatments (laughs) from doctors in order to talk about Ozempic or just to get more attention. I mean, it's a topic of the day right now and you can get a lot of traffic. But it is very, I mean, to me, a lot of this stuff, like the spa treatments and all of it, it's all just like about paying somebody to be nice to you. And I almost think of the influencer beauty culture sort of the same way. It's all about like just trying to get people to like you more. Like anyone can be any size. You should be whatever makes you like fucking happy. I just want to fit into my clothes again because I've got real nice clothes. Exactly. Like That's really yeah. nice clothes that I bought when I made a lot more money and <laughs> yes. I'm not going to make that much money again. So I'm not going to buy all new clothes. But I feel this makes me feel crazy. And I think I'm on a I have a different perspective than both of you where my feeling is sell those old clothes. Just get clothes that fit, like get clothes that are the other size. Who cares? Let that go. I mean, back in the day, we didn't buy clothes off the rack. Clothes were custom made for our bodies. So the idea that you have to be fitting into your clothes is absurd. The clothes should be fitting you. you. Do you know what I mean? And I think part of what you were saying about it's all about wanting people to like you and you wanting to like yourself. To me, part of what's being unsaid there is that society treats fat people badly. We live in a fat phobic society and you get more compliments when you're skinny, you get more attention, you get more jobs, et cetera, et cetera. And people actively discriminate against fat people. And I think that 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 is something that like drives me absolutely crazy in all of this because we've come out of the body positivity movement back into a super regressive skinny is everything place with Ozempic and that just makes me feel insane because I'm like wait what happened to you healthy at any size what happened to accepting the skin that you're in you're totally right and 
And I go back and forth and I feel, uh, this is one of the reasons that women do feel crazy all of the time because there is this part of me, one, I've got two girls, two little girls, and who I'm never going to talk about weight around. I never want them to feel bad about anything on their bodies, faces, whatever. Like I just want them to love themselves as they are because they're beautiful and perfect. And yet I really don't want people to stare at my belly and think I'm still six months pregnant. So like, I just can't reconcile these two feelings and seeing all of the crazy celebrity weight loss, which we've always seen. And I, I I wrote a book a thousand years ago called Celebrity Inc., all about the celebrity endorsements for Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers Mm -hmm. and those things, right? So like, this is nothing new under the sun. Yes, It's just, we see so much more of it because celebrities are essentially living in our pockets, on our iPhones, on our Instagram, on our social media feeds. So like, we just, I think we have a much more intense intimacy with them than we did when we were getting People Magazine once a week. Absolutely. And I want to, I guess I just want to talk about the, how this is just a continuity. This is the latest in an iteration of weight loss obsessions that Hollywood has had, that our society has had. I mean, and it's fully so absurd, like the absurdity of injecting yourself once a week. Like we've all gotten so comfortable with needles, thanks to Mm -hmm. Botox and filler and goodness knows what else, that everyone's fine with injecting themselves once a week i mean it just makes me think of oprah pushing that like carton of fat oh the the wheelbarrow of fat yes exactly what is that i don't know that what is that oh my god your mouth you have to google this immediately in 1988 oprah winfrey wheeled out a little red wagon containing 67 pounds of animal fat the amount of weight that she had lost and so yeah if you see this picture also in this picture oprah is crazy teeny tiny like this does not even look like anything that i remember oprah looking like she is a stick figure in this and it's a radio flyer wagon my kids have one of those filled with fat with just glistening animal fat um so yeah and that was 88 right back back when i was doing sweat into the oldies with my mom after school Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question. Who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might actually try to snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Big Flop early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker. The Hargan Family Killings. 
Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Infamous from Campside Media. So talking about that absurdity, have there been any fun anecdotes that you've heard or or rumors that you've heard about this celebrity usage? Like I'm thinking about these rumored injection parties. Yes, I have heard a lot about these rumored injection parties from my friends that are in L.A. and they're in the business that, yeah, like women will have movie night slash sleepovers where they'll shoot each other up. With Ozempic, and Ozempic has become the new, almost Tupperware party, if you will. Like, you'll, <laughs> you'll have one, but in the same way that for a long time you would have celebrities having like Botox parties or right. Juvederm parties. Like, you're going to a friend's house. But here's the big difference when you have these Ozempic parties no one eats and no one drinks because the other side effect of the Ozempic is that you can't drink. The people that I know that are on it, you can't drink more than like one drink or you'll start to get really nauseous. So it's not like they're having, I sound like such an asshole alcoholic. I'm like, it's not like they're having fun, but they're just like going and getting shot up with a bunch of chemicals and not eating or drinking and probably being kind of ornery around each other. I mean... It's definitely an absurd, strange party. Um. It's definitely an absurd, strange party. But I've also heard anecdotes, again, from my friends in the business that work dinners have gotten a lot stranger and work Mm -hmm. cocktails, which have always, work meetings in Los Angeles have always been fraught and strange. Like there's always the, I don't eat bread, I don't eat gluten. But now literally no one's eating. And so, like, all right, maybe we could change our venue. Because I mean, that's very cost conscious, though. Right? I know you can save a lot of money. It's like skip the dinner because no one's going to be able to eat any of it anyway. Exactly. So, I mean, let's talk about one of the, you know, we've talked about some immediate side effects, but one of the longer side effects and something that doctors believe is that if you come off this, you will gain the weight back. So there was this influencer, Remy Bader, who says that she gained double the weight back when she stopped taking Ozempic. Yeah, no. And the thing is, this is still early days for this being used as a weight loss drug. And so we don't know if people are immediately going to gain the weight back or not. Some doctors think that's a possibility. And I kind of look at it the same way that we looked at the biggest loser phenomenon, how so many of the contestants on The Biggest Loser, they didn't just gain the weight back after leaving the show, but they gained double the weight back. And some influencers who were taking the Ozempic, Remy Bader is one of them, said they took it. And then when they stopped taking it, they gained double the weight back. So because this is such early days and because everybody is different, we have no idea what it's going to do to a specific metabolism. Are you going to be stuck doing a thousand dollar a month injections for the rest of time? Or is this a way for some people to kickstart a metabolism that wasn't functioning properly for a whole host of different reasons? And I think every individual is going to be different. The problem here is that so many people are doing this kind of outside of the traditional healthcare system mm-hmm. that right. we don't we don't have doctors that are monitoring your blood sugar, checking your hormones as you're doing this. Right, because no doctor of, will give it to you. Exactly. Everyone's doing it in this black market way. 
And of course you don't know what it's going to do to your body. So I don't, there's no surprise for me that there are so many side effects that we have no idea what they're going to be yet. All right. So thank you so much, Joe. We really appreciate you coming on. And Joe's podcast is Under the Influence, which is all about influencers on platforms all over the place with the new season coming out very soon. That's it for our conversation with Joe Piazza. Next time on Infamous, we're going to tell a smaller story than usual. A story about a small southern city and how one man's bad behavior tore it apart. I was like, what's going on? And he said something, I remember he said the phrase like, I don't like getting my wires crossed. In the horror movie, that's like the, that's the first thing, right? Yeah, it's like the early like sound outside the window and you're like, that's probably nothing. Yeah. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.